pray for you and we'll get into the word. Father, we thank you and praise you. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the Father. And when we got born again, Jesus, you came to live inside of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we talk about you, Holy Spirit, today, as we talk about your gifts today, as we talk about being empowered by you in our daily, day-by-day life, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will do what you have said and promised to do in our lives. I thank you for this time. I thank you, Father, for open hearts, open minds, and your presence and power and outpouring upon the people who are listening, the people who are part of Capital City Church, our guests, those online, those on the rewatch, whenever they rewatch. I thank you, Lord. You will empower and help them in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm talking today about the living empowered by the Holy Spirit. We started this last week, and, uh, and I want to go move from that and talk about living by the gifts of the Holy Spirit today. Living by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a teaching that's been forgotten by many, unfortunately, but it is the very power of God unto salvation that we as Christians live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so, as I was sharing about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, I, I shared last week how when we got born again, we must never forget what happened when we got born again. It is a, it's the start of this, this new experience, this new life. But when you and I got born again, and if you have been born again, it doesn't matter you know, when you got born again. If you have been born again, the Spirit of of Jesus, the life of God has moved inside of you and is living inside of you right now. Amen? Now, never forget that. And it's amazing how many Christians and how many times even I can confess that sometimes when challenges hit, the first thing we forget is that, wait a second, the solution, the fixer, is right here inside of me. Have you ever forgot that? And gone through a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a few years, and after that, don't put up your hand, praise the Lord, of challenges because you forgot one thing. The one who can fix it, the Holy Ghost, is actually living inside of you. He's not in heaven waiting to come down to touch you. He's actually living inside of you. Now, if we can come to that revelation and that realization and we can live that out every day, it changes everything. I've got, I got a little poem. I got a little poem. I like developing little poems because you, know, you don't forget poems. You don't forget rhymes. So I got a little poem. There is no place for sickness to dwell. The blood of Jesus touches every cell. See, a few years ago, many years ago, when I was working on this Christ in me, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, 26, 27, I came to this place, and I reckon I just was meditating one time, well, God, you live inside of me. Ephesians 3, 20. Amen? That you will do it, that God will do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine according to his power, what? Finish it off for me. That works within me within you. 
See, when I, the more I meditate on God lives inside of me, this little poem came to me. There is no place for sickness to dwell. The blood of Jesus touches every cell. The life of Jesus. And I started seeing a picture that when sickness tries to attack my body, how silly of it. You mean, what do you mean how silly of it? Well, he's coming. The sickness is trying to attack my body that is full of the life of Jesus, the healer. And the more I get a revelation that Jesus lives inside of me, the more sickness has no, no place inside of me. See the little poem? There is no place for sickness to dwell. The blood of Jesus touches every cell. Amen? And you make this little, because you, you build on revelation. Praise the Lord. And so it's so important that we build on these revelations. Praise the Lord. And then, then when we get, we get saved, then we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost living inside of us. What we're going to talk about today is that the, the Bible teaches us that there is nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that are given and made available to us who are born again. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about them quickly, but we're going to take it, narrow it down to healing because I believe today with all the stuff going on in our healthcare system, pandemic, epidemics, whatever they want to call it right now, we need a revelation of healing more than ever right now. And all healing will come through these gifts. Amen? Now, I want you to see something why I would really encourage you to take time to study out the gifts of the Holy Spirit and get a revelation on how to operate in these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I realized this many years ago, but this is what I believe in with all my heart. And maybe you want to write this down or re listen to this or rewatch this to make sure you heard what I said right here. But I just truly believe that everything, say everything, Everything God does for you and me during our life on earth will be a result of one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in and through our lives. I believe everything God is doing on this earth is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in your life. I believe that for years. Now, what does that mean? That means if I can operate and I can learn about these nine gifts and I can have faith in these nine gifts operating, then I can have faith and manifestation and I can have breakthrough in my life because I have an understanding, understanding is just working knowledge, of how the Lord is working in and through me. And these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are the nine ways the Lord empowers and breaks through in your and my life. Do you think it's important to learn about this? Because I, I, I haven't been able to figure out anything that the Lord does for me that is not one of these nine gifts in operation. Amen? I was thinking one time when the Lord started showing me this, I said, well, Lord, what about preaching? He says, that's a gift of prophecy. It's me speaking through you to people. He said, I said, I said well, well, what about, what about when I just, I, just, I just feel something? I just, I just feel leading. Well, that's either a word of knowledge, it's either a word of wisdom, or it's, it's a discerning of spirits. Well, so, Lord, well, okay, what about healing? Well, there's, there's the gifts of healing. And then there's the gift of faith that empowers people to receive the healing. And then there's the working of miracles 
that you pray and I work a miracle in people. Amen? Well, Lord, what if I don't know what to pray about? Well, then you pray in tongues, a gift of, of the Spirit. And then, then, then if I want you to understand what you're saying, I'll interpret the tongues through someone else or yourself, another gift of the Holy Spirit. And I realize that everything I do on this earth, empowered by God, is one of these nine gifts in operation. Amen? Okay, just help me out here. And so, but I, I realize that, see, to me, if I simplify my life, if all I'm looking for is one of the nine operations of the Holy Spirit in my life, it's easier for me than believing for the 399 operations. Which one is it going to be today? There's 400 to choose from. Well, problem is you don't even choose it. The Holy Spirit just works as he needs it to be worked. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, I, want you to I want us to read these first 11 verses because it's so powerful. And these 11 verses should be front and center in some of your key devotion time until you get it. Until you get hold of this, you should spend much time studying the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the above reasons. Amen. Verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, talking brethren, this church, I don't want you to be ignorant. Ignorant just means uninformed or untrained. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these, uh, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you, listen now, that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, so uh, diversity, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. To one is given the word of wisdom, one, through the Spirit. Another, the word of knowledge, two, praise the Lord, through the same Spirit. Faith in the same Spirit gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Another is working of miracles. Another prophecy, discerning of spirits. Another interpretation of tongues. Nine. You get them all? Amen? And so, so we see that. But the one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. That's a beautiful thing. All we have to do is live by faith, and the Holy Spirit chooses which gift you need to do what in your life and get what God wants you to get. You don't have to say, ooh, which gift do I need today, Lord? Ooh, I don't know. Is it faith? Is it miracles? Is it healing? Do I need to discern something? Do I need to? You don't have to do any of that. you got Holy Ghost. They're the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And when you have the gifts of the Holy Ghost, He determines which gift works when, how it works, which will work best for you, how it's going to work best, when it's going to work best. It's all done by Holy Ghost. All you and I have to do is live by faith and listen to the leading of the Holy Ghost and let Him be God in your life. Or go back to the offering scripture, walk in truth. Amen. Let's break this down really quickly. But I, I hope you, you, I, I excite you to really get hold of this. First he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, that actually means spiritual things. So there's a lot, see, he's Paul saying, I want you don't, not to be ignorant. Now some people get all upset, well, you call me stupid? I, ignorant isn't stupid, ignorant just means untrained. So when you're ignorant, it's just that no one's taught you, or you've not learned. Now the good news about, is say, if you say, well, I'm a little ignorant about this, then you say, but the thing about that is I can fix it. You know, I think Dr. Phil said this, you can't fix stupid. 
Never heard that saying? You just can't fix stupid. But we can fix ignorance by learning. See, I can, I can become everything the Lord wants me to become by learning, by training, by spending time with Him. And I mean, I don't want to ever be a fool Said, it's not for me, not for me. I don't want that. Don't give me that. Don't tell me that stuff. Now, that's stupid. But ignorance can be fixed. And let me tell you, ignorance is fixed in your and my life every day. Because we're constantly learning and being trained in the Word of God. Amen? Actually, it's kind of good. Now, watch this now. It's kind of good for you and me. Well, I'll pick on me. It's good for me to, be, to realize I'm a little bit ignorant about some things. Because that drives me to learn about what I don't know about. But the, as soon as a person gets to think, I know that. I know that. I don't even know this. I've had people sitting in this church, and, and you're preaching a revelation. And I know that. I know that. I heard that 20 years ago. I do that. I don't know why you're wasting time, Pastor, with this trivial stuff. I've been knowing this forever. Well, then, uh, aren't you so good? How's your life going? Has that pride keeping you all bound because you know everything already? Amen? My friends, leaders are learners. You never stop learning. You never should learn, lose a hunger for learning. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's move on. You know that you were Gentiles carried away by dumb idols. That's before we got saved. We had all these other gods in our lives. We had all these other thoughts. Therefore, I make, to you, make known to you, verse 3, that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. You know that? It's only when the Holy Spirit gets involved that we can even declare Jesus is Lord. It's the proof of your salvation. Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit living inside of you is the guarantee that you are going to heaven. Do you know that? The fact that you feel the presence of God, the fact that you love worship, the fact that you can say Jesus Lord is your, also your guarantee that when your life is over on this earth, you're going to heaven. You're going to be with me. Praise the Lord. Amen. I like guarantees like that. I like living in a guarantee no matter what I have to go through on this earth. I know when I take my last breath, hello, Jesus. I love guarantees, but this Holy Spirit is your guarantee. That's why you need to know the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost deals with fear and all the other stuff. Verse 4, there are diversities of gift, watch this now, but the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit, the same Spirit of Jesus. Verse 5, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord, same Spirit. There are different diversities of activities, verse 6, but it's the same God. Are you getting the point here? It's, it's one Holy Spirit who lives in everyone who is born again, who if you let him, he will take care of your life really well on this earth. That's what this, this is saying. See, we have to let Holy Spirit do the taking care of us. Amen? We have to do what we need to do, but we have to, we have to recognize it's Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of the Father living inside of us. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, this is interesting, you see. What I've found in my life, and I think you'll like you recognize in your life, that each person seems to be used by Holy Spirit in a bit of a different way. Amen? 
See, I have certain ones of these nine gifts that operate strong inside of me. But, you know, once you develop them, you're going to find certain of these nine gifts operate strong in you. It's just you'll gravitate to them. It's really what makes Christianity fun. When I started operating the gifts of healing and the gifts of miracles, and I started operating those, and I started seeing people get healed, and I started operating in these gifts, my goodness, my life was transformed. My life was changed. Christianity became so much fun. Amen? And when I get a word of knowledge, when I'm praying for someone up here and I get a word of knowledge and the Lord tells me what's the root cause of that sickness and I get a word of knowledge and I speak it out, I just know the working of miracles is going to follow every time because the Lord would not waste the gift of knowledge without empowering the miracle afterwards if I'm obedient to give the gift. And life is so exciting with these gifts. I think a lot of people who are bored and walk away from the Lord, they do so because they've never experienced real Christianity with the power of the Holy Spirit. But once you get into the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, my friends, life is so exciting, transforming. You see people change. I had a guy one time just not too long ago. He, he, he came to church and he says, I'm just, I, I just got fed up with the church. I just got fed up with the, with the working of the church. I said, oh, my goodness. You know the problem with you? You missed the purpose of the church. See, if you, if, you're get, if you ever get caught up with the working of the church, everything, is, everything operates on a certain structure, bureaucracy, takes too long to get everything done. That's just life. When you deal with a bunch of people, everything takes longer than you want to take. It, I'm the boss around here, if you want to say, and it always takes longer for me to do stuff than I want to take it. I want it done now. And how come this renovation has been going on for six or seven months? We should have had it done a week or two. But it's taken this long. Amen. But see, when you look at it, what's the purpose of the church? What's the purpose of your Christianity? And I said to this fellow, I said, see, if you miss the purpose of church, you'll get yourself messed up. I said, you know what the purpose of church is? The people. I said, look around and see the changed lives of the people at Capital City Church, and you will always stay happy and encouraged. But if you let the, the, the working of a church get in, you'll get all yourself messed up because you forgot the purpose of the church. Amen? How many people know you've been changed since you got to Capital City Church? I've been changed, and I'm the pastor. Amen? I was thinking, Michelle, I almost wanted to give, give a testimony. And she doesn't mind, I don't think you mind me saying, but we just ministered to you a few months ago. And you saw a change. Wasn't it, wasn't it wonderful? Your worship exploded after that change. Why? And I'm so thrilled with prayer. Amen? And I can go right across, right across. I see change, I see change, I see change, I see change. Oh, remember that miracle? Remember when that cancer? Remember how you got miraculously healed? How that miraculously healed? Remember that? Remember, oh, remember this? Remember, oh, oh. And then I get so thrilled with church. Because church is really about allowing Holy Spirit to use His gifts and change people's lives. It's not about a building. It's not about finance. It's not about a business model. It's not about, about maintenance. It's not, it, it all has to go on. Don't get me wrong. It's about people. 
The Holy Ghost is about people. He wants to help people. He wants to help you. Amen? I want you to see it. So all these gifts are to help you live a higher quality of life on this earth on our way to heaven. Now, these gifts operate by grace through faith because of God's love, the way the New Testament operates. We've talked about that many times. First, you must realize that because, and not just because you're born again, but God just unconditionally loves every human being on this earth. It's unconditional. doesn't matter what they've done. The worst of the worst, the best of the best, unsaved, other religions, not saved, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, not talking tongues, talking tongues, makes no difference. You are unconditionally loved by God wherever you are at right now. What a truth. What a truth. See, the devil does not want you to know. The devil wants you to think how bad you are. The devil wants to think how terrible you are. And he wants to remind you of all your past. Let me tell you, my friends, you are unconditionally loved by the Father right now. He holds nothing against you. And then he taught me, Galatians 5, 6, faith works through love. He, see, he, says, he says, now, Mike, I told you to live by faith. I want you to teach people to live by faith. And then he says, but you know how to live by faith? And I said, well, likely not. You're going to teach me. He says, you live by faith by Galatians 5, 6. What's Galatians 5, 6? Faith works through love. He says, what I meant by that is that what your faith works by your revelation of how much you know you are unconditionally loved by me. Get it on the rewatch. You need that. You need that. You need to know because you need to know first you're unconditionally loved by God so you can actually live by faith. Here's the reasoning behind that from the Lord. He says, because, Mike, you can't trust someone or have faith in someone that you don't trust. And you don't, can't trust someone you don't know. And if you don't know that I unconditionally love you, then your faith won't work. Because you don't trust me. How many Christians have never learned how to trust the Father, and therefore they, they fumble around trying to live by faith? See, we teach this all the time. This is not a new teaching. You go back through our YouTube. I've been teaching this for the last, what, 10 years. Grace through faith because of his unconditional love. Now, once we get to, once we get to understand how faith works, now what does faith do? Faith activates the grace. How do these gifts operate? By the grace of God. What is the grace of God? His unmerited favor. What is the grace of God? His empowerment, his anointing, his authority in Jesus' name. What is grace? The, the, the finished work of the cross. And so once we get to know how God unconditionally loves us, we can live by faith, we can activate the grace, we can activate these gifts and have these gifts operating in our life. Praise the Lord. Can you see why Paul says don't be ignorant? You got, we've got things to learn. I don't know about you, but I got things to learn every day. I got to keep learning about this. I got to keep focused on this. I can't let up on this because if I let up on this, I might let doubt in. I need to stay on this every day. Amen? I stay excited about this every day. Praise the Lord. But today I want to focus on what we call the power gifts. The power gifts. Because I believe right now we're, healing, we're hearing of so much trouble with our health system. So much trouble going on. That it's time for you and I to make sure that our faith is strong in the healing side of our life. See, there's a prophecy 
that happened many years ago, then in the last days, what's going to happen is the ambulances are going to start pulling up to the front doors of churches. How many of you heard that one? Amen? And you're going to see, and you're going to see that people are going to give up on the health care system, which is getting close, right? And, 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 and they're going to start showing up with the churches who believe in this. And a few months ago, we had a lady show up here, and she showed up here, and she, and, and she came up for prayer, and she, her story went like this. She had a horrendous life challenging life and she was in therapy for over two years for two years she was in therapy through government therapy psychology all the other stuff you know whatever whatever they got they were trying to get her and one day her therapist said to her listen now i can't help you anymore you need to go to capital city church they know what to do and that prophecy came back to me, it's happening. Come on now. Come on now. But see what, if what we need, we need to get ready. We need to get our church, as a church, we need to get ready. We need to get flowing. We need to get operating. We need to get ready. These people are coming, and what if they come and we can't help them? We can't manifest Jesus to them. My friends, it's time for us to start pressing in like never before for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because when they come, I want to manifest them. I don't want just me to manifest. I want you to be able to manifest them. I want you to be able to lay hands on sick people. I want you to do deliverance. I want you to minister in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want you to do this at work and then invite them to church. I want you to do this on your street and invite them. I want you to go to Christmas dinner. And if, it, if necessary, be subtle as you can be. But get that demon out of that person. Amen. I tell you. Over the years, I've traveled the world. I've traveled the world. I've been on many continents, different parts of the world. And this gifts of the Holy Spirit, they manifest everywhere I go. Amen? And power of God shows up everywhere I go. That's why I'm so excited when I go someplace, because I know what's going to happen. God's going to explode in the place. Amen? People's lives are going to be changed. Oh, my friends, I tell you, when you see someone whose eyes are black with depression and you put your hand on their forehead, and their eyes come back to the color they originally were, and freedom happens, you feel pretty good, not to mention how good they feel. Amen? My friends, we've had people come here. We had one guy show up here one time, and he had 8% operation in his heart. He could barely walk. Amen? He came here, and the Lord said to me, Give him a new heart. You know what I said? I can do that. No one taught me I could do that, but the Holy Spirit said, give him a new heart. So I said, Lord wants to give you a new heart. And I laid my hands on his heart, and I commanded a new heart to come into him. Well, this man who literally could hardly even walk up here because 8% operation of heart started running around the room with a new heart. And then it happened again in Thunder Bay. The guy came in. He was almost gone. But you know what happened? After I prayed for a new heart in Thunder Bay, you know what happened? He said, I got to take you to lunch. I'm feeling so good. 
And we've seen this for 30 years, my friends. The power, the operation of the, of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in all over the world, in this church, cancer healed, AIDS healed. We've seen it all because we believe in the power, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when, the, when people of the world start recognizing the powers at the church, my goodness, life gets to be fun. I want you to see how important this is that we understand that we tap into these gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are broken up into three categories. You don't have time to talk about them all since I'm almost out of time now. But we're going to talk about power gifts, but there's three called the revelatory gifts, the revealing gifts. Amen? And then there's the one called the speaking gifts. So prophecy, tongues, interpretation of the speaking gifts. Amen. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning the spirits. They are the, they are the revelatory gifts. Amen. But I want to talk to you about the power gifts. The three gifts that, that create the power and that really are the most fun and they are your biggest witness. Acts 1.8, Jesus told us that you will be empowered to become witnesses. Well, these power gifts is what he's talking about. You're going to be empowered to become a witness. The three gifts we're going to talk about are the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, and the working of miracles. See, these three gifts will get everybody healed who needs healing. There's nothing these three gifts can't do when it comes to healing, when it comes to deliverance, when it comes to dealing with depression, oppression, fears, anything like that. Nothing. These, these three gifts ought do it all. Praise the Lord. If someone's sick, they got a disease, whatever it is, these three gifts do it all. Praise the Lord. Amen. These three gifts are available right now because the Holy Ghost is right here. And they're available right now. They do it all. Say they do it all. I don't have to think. I don't have to spend a lot of time thinking, oh, well, oh what should happen now? What do we got to do now? What do we do? This person's sick, Lord. What do we do? do what do we have to do? I wonder what the psychologist say. I wonder what Dr. Phil would say. I wonder what Oprah would say. I wonder what the news would say. I wonder what this would say. I wonder what the doctor's going to say. I wonder what this is going to say. I don't need any of that. Boy, you got to be full of Holy Ghost just talk like that. I don't need any of that. Someone comes up here and they need a healing. I'm just waiting for the gift to show up. I'm waiting for a word of knowledge to tell me what it is. And I'm waiting to see if it's going to be a healing or a miracle. And if the person doesn't have enough faith, when they step out of their chair and walk up here, the gift of faith is coming on them to receive. Come on now. These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is what makes church fun, Christianity fun. This is what we need to believe for. Praise the Lord. My friends, I don't listen to much news anymore. I've kind of shut the news down because it's just a waste of my time. It's a faith stealer. Amen? But I do have to keep what's relevant, what's going on around this place. And one thing I know, our health system is in a crisis right now. I know Pastor Adam has taken his daughter, one of his daughters, I think it was Hope, to the, to the uh, emergency at Chio. And what was it, 18 hours or more? 18 hours, and she was really sick to see a doctor. 18 hours. That's a crisis. We have Chio who's opened up a second emergency room to handle the crisis of health right now. And it's just getting worse and worse COVID was a pandemic, and now they're calling this flu an epidemic, which is worse than a pandemic. Amen? 
And we're seeing all this stuff happening right in our Canadian society, in the capital city of this nation, the, the city that you and I have been called to. We're seeing the breakdown of society, the breakdown of structure, whether it's economy, whether it's health, or whatever it is, mental issues. We're seeing the absolute breakdown of society right before our eyes. And you have to admit I'm right. Amen. And you say, Pastor, that's so demoralizing. No, it's not. Because Jesus is the answer. His gifts are available to help every person. Amen? But see, it's the church's job. You are the church. I am the church. It's our job to step up and say, I'm going to start operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not just so I walk around with like a big shot full of power, but I can help people. I can really be a help to that person. I can help that person with healing. I can get that person free. I can give a word of knowledge as the Lord leads. I can let the Holy Spirit move into that person's life. I'm telling you that if when we get our right attitude, we get humble and full of humility about this, then we can be a, such a blessing to so many other people. That's what I want to be. See, the best minister is one who no one even knows their name. You know, Jesus did great miracles, opened blind eyes and walked off into the crowd. Some say, who did that to you? I don't know. You know I, he never told me his name. See, a lot of times we think, whoa, we're going to be known. We're going to be famous. No, you're not. Jesus is the one who's famous. Jesus is famous. You're a servant. I might be called pastor. Neville wants to call me a bishop all the time. Neville and me, we have, we have, a, we have a, such a fun. He says, well, you are a bishop. You oversee a hundred and some different ministers. You're a bishop. And I say, please, Neville, don't say that. Don't say that. But he says, well, bishop. <laughs> so we laugh about it, don't we, Neville? We laugh about this, but he's likely right uh, scripturally. But I just, we don't want to be called that because we want to be servants and make Jesus famous. You want to really move in the power of God? Don't you try to be famous. Make Jesus famous. Now, that's a sermon right there, but I don't have time for that one today. But that's a good one. Amen? Amen. I want you to see how important this is because we have reached... Can I just tell you this? The greatest time in human history for the church. This is the greatest time in human history for the church. Amen? When everything in our society is in chaos and falling apart and no one knows what to do, what's going to happen when you show up with the wisdom? You show up with the knowledge. You show up with the power. You are able to heal. You are able to do the things of God. What's going to happen when people see you and they see you and Jesus in you as the answer that no one else has? We're in the greatest time. The Bible says in the last days, evil is going to abound. Oh, yeah, sure is. But don't, don't leave the rest of Scripture out. But the glory of God is going to abound so much more. What's he talking about? Gifts. He's talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're in the greatest time of the church we've ever been in right now. Instead of getting discouraged about all the stuff going on out there, you should be saying, wow, this is amazing. 
This is amazing. Look at the opportunities I have. Look at the opportunities we have. My goodness, when the psychologists and the psychiatrists are saying, we can't help you, go to Capital City Church. My God, that's a good place to be in. When the ambulances start rolling in and the stretches start coming in, what a good place to be in. When that person gets up and they're dead or raised and people get out of their wheelchairs and people get off their stretchers, what a good place to be. Are you excited, Andre? Are you living for this? I know you love this. Andre is part of our ministry team. He just loves the power of God leaving him into other people. Amen? He just, we talk about this all the time. We just, we just live for this. We just live for the power of God to go from us to someone else and see the result. Amen? It's so awesome. But we need to be getting ready for the great days ahead of the church. See, people want to tell you how bad it's going to be. I'm going to tell you how great it's going to be. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, where am I going to go from now? I'm so far off my notes. I'm so far away from notes right now. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm out of time. Thank you, Father. Thanks, Matthew. Matthew tells me I'm out of time now. Thank you, Father.